Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. I want to welcome you to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today as we're in part two of what turned out to be a great three-part interview with the host of Bible News Radio, Stacey Lynn Harp. Now, she's been broadcasting ever since 2005 and has conducted over 1,500 interviews on her podcast. Amen. I mean, we've been discussing her efforts on sharing the gospel message concerning basically the, the demonic rise of homosexuality, transgenderism, and the immorality that relates to all that stuff, and, and how all of this relates to the signs of the end times as depicted in the Bible. Now, if you missed any of the prior episode, I urge you to go back and listen as we talked about so much during our interview. I just don't have time to go back over the things we talked about already. Amen? All right, let's jump back into the interview now with Stacey Lynn Hart. Through your background, though, in counseling therapy, you became an expert, as you mentioned, in the LGBTQT alphabet stuff, deception that seems to be so prevalent in society today. And Mm -hmm. I watched a couple of your episodes on your radio program. How did you become an expert in this area of study? And how do you perceive yourself when you compare where you started at to where you're at now? You mean in my knowledge or in um, knowledge in the, in the, um, that aspect of ministry that you're, you're in for that? Well, that's a good question. I, I would say because of my background of abuse, I actually thought I was gay when I decided to go to therapy for the first time. Um, and anyway, I went I went to a Christian therapist, and within three weeks, she helped me to identify the fact that I, I wasn't gay, that I actually needed a mother because I had a sociopathic narcissistic mother who handed me over, literally kind of sex trafficked me out. Wow. So, you know, God... Um, gave me the right person that I needed at the right time. Now, I ended up having a very traumatic ending with that particular therapist because she frankly didn't know what she was doing. She had no idea what the attachment style issues and and things that of that nature. But because I understood the pull and the struggle of, of being attracted to somebody in a wrong way, and because I was a very devout believer, even though I was a young believer at the time, um, I knew that I I wanted to be obedient to the Lord. And so, you know, I continued to get help even after I had a really bad therapeutic experience. I ended up getting into therapy with another therapist um, who then basically essentially had to reparent me and, and help me to attach and grow and go through all the different things developmentally that a normal person would have gotten. And the cool thing, Bob, about this is that if unless if if you didn't know me then you would never know what I went through now because God's healing has just been tremendous. Yeah. At the same time, however, because I was an activist with the pro-life movement and then traditional values invited me to the Glisten conference, 
you know, people, if if you don't know who the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network is, Kevin Jennings, who was considered President Obama's safe schools are, he actually was the head of GLSEN at one point. And when my husband and I went down to this particular GLSEN conference, it was about 20 years ago now, close to 20 years. Um, you know, my husband and I, we sat, we learned that these guys were specifically targeting every every Christian right organization they were bashing. And I actually used to use work, work at Focus on the Family, too. Mm, wow. um, and they went after Dr. Dobson. They went after Beverly LaHaye and Concerned Women for America. They went after Phyllis Schlafly and Eagle Forum. They, they went after all the big people, many of them who are now gone. Mm. Uh, but people don't understand the history of the quote Christian right, because it's been so maligned throughout, you know, the last 20 years. But what I saw firsthand at that conference was them grooming children. And there's two young men who, uh, who basically um, my husband and I came in contact with while we were at this event. And I said, uh, this one kid, his name was Christopher and, you know, he comes up, oh, yeah, are you, are you, and this is at the conference, he's like, oh, you're an ally. And I go, well, I'm here to learn info, you know, never lie. But I said, tell me your story. And this is what he told me. Um, it might make me cry because it made me cry then. He, he said, he goes, all right, he goes, I, I'm a bottom. I, and I'm like, what are you talking about? At the time, I had no idea what the heck that was. Just so you know, that's, you know, the part he plays in sex, people. He's the bottom, right? And I'm like, please tell me, you know, like, what what's your background? He goes, well, you know, I have a Christian mom. She was single. And, um, you know, and I'm pretty much an only kid. And I was online. This was like in 2005, 2004. Actually, maybe a little bit before that. Um, and, you know, and anyway, he got lured to a mall he was at a mall and this guy who was about 28 took him to a hotel sodomized him and that's when he knew he was gay right this other guy um christopher is a white you know blonde haired blue-eyed kid this other kid cedric a black guy um almost the identical story and then there were girls at this glisten meeting who had short hair. They were fat and overweight, kind of like I was when I was younger. I'm still a little bit fat, but whatever, you know, <laughs> and, and there's the the middle-aged bread, right? <laughs> but but these girls, they were, they were, you know, kind of being love bombed through this whole thing. Um, and most of them, no doubt, sexually abused in some way. So you, you look at the the criteria of these groomers as they're now being called openly. And you look at that and my husband and I, we saw that at this conference and how they were intentionally setting out to get these kids. I mean, I'm like, I was livid. I was livid. I remember driving home from Los Angeles to orange to the city of orange where I lived. I cried for an hour and a half on that drive home. And it was from there that I passed on three a full box of information to janet parshall who at the time was hosting janet parshall's america and she read the contents she had no idea it went that dark that deep and what most people don't know is that you have christian right organizations infiltrating the left organizations and you have the left organizations infiltrating the christian right ones it's a lot weirder now because the technology today is is 
all over. You can pretty much sign up for an email list and get inside the left or the right, whatever side you want. You can be fake. I mean, you know, just look at Twitter. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So you, you can do all that. And so, you know, I have that knowledge, but then as a therapist, um, there's a book, it's called after the ball. Actually, I actually have it sitting right here on my, on my desk, this book, I'm going to try and get it. Called After the Ball, How America Will Conquer Its Fear and Hatred of Gays in the 90s by Marshall Kirk and Hunter Madsen. Now, Marshall Kirk and Hunter Madsen were two homosexual activists. One was a psychiatrist, I think, and the other one was a marketing persuasion expert. One of them committed suicide. I can't remember which one. Hmm. But this book, when I bought it, I paid two bucks for it. If you go to Amazon now, this thing goes for over 400 and sometimes over a thousand, depending who has it in stock, because it literally lays out the marketing plan to market homosexuality to America. I did a show. I decided to do a series on my show. I think I have eight hours. I, I, I didn't outlining exactly how they marketed this. Now, when you tell people that homosexuality was marketed to America, they'll look at you like, oh, you're crazy. But if you go back 50 years, you're not going to see people saying that this is normal. Right. Exactly. And the, their first exactly. tactic was to tar- they targeted the church. They actually talk about how they targeted the church in this book. But they were brilliant. They were diabolical because. They the first place they went after was the American Psychological Association, mm. right? By getting homosexuality removed out of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders in 1973. And yep. you know, people go, Oh, well, you know, it's no longer a mental disorder. Okay. Well, how did it get taken out of the DSM? <laughs> By gay activists who did a deal behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. they they took it out. And David Kupelian, who wrote the book, The Marketing of Evil, talks about it in the first chapter of his book, how they did that. So this is common knowledge. But but now it's even worse because they're using the exact same playbook. They're using the Kinsey 10% number. Mm. And most people don't know Kinsey was a pedophile homosexual. Dr. Judith Reisman, who's now with the Lord, did the, the primary work on Kinsey. That that guy raped infants and babies, and he his his sample were prisoners. They they're male prisoners. That was his sample. So they gave. That's how they got the the ten percent number. But you know, you probably heard a lot about how you know pedophiles today. You know, they're called maps minor attracted persons. Mm-hmm. Well, they're using the same book, same playbook. They're saying ten percent. You know, of them are born that way, and and. They they had this push. There's a website called BeforeYouAct.org, I think it is. And it's letter B, the number four, the letter U act. And they've changed stuff on it. But when they first put that site up about probably 10 years ago, um, my friend um Matt and Judith Reisman, Matt Barber and Judith Reisman had gone into some conferences for for these guys. The people behind it were uh, they're in the therapy field and they're like, well, you know, we're, we're pedophiles. Um, and we're okay with that. By the way, if you go to a therapist today and you have that problem and you reveal that you're a pedophile, pedophile, um, and, and, unless you're not okay with it, they can't, 
they can't say there's something wrong with you, right? Because the whole field advocates and and actually says, look, it's okay. It's okay. But their idea was, you know what? Pedophiles, they have these comorbid disorders called anxiety and depression. And if they reveal, if they go to a therapist and they want to deal with their anxiety and depression, but they also reveal they're a pedophile, then they're going to be turned away and they're not going to get the help that they need. So <laughs> before you act, they like, well, we're going to change the language. We're not going to call them pedophiles. We're going to call them minor attracted persons, which sounds softer, doesn't it? Just like the word gay, you know, you, you will never or very rarely hear me say gay. I'll always say homosexual because of the connotation or frankly, the biblical term is sodomite, yeah. right? If you read the King James, it's sodomite. Amen. But that sounds so mean, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And but but I will tell you, having gone to counseling conferences run by lesbians and activists in the field, they will say, no, don't say the word homosexual because it denotes sex. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get people away from looking at the quote sex part, which is why now you got all this gender fluidity crap and all this. Chaos, you know, my friend yeah. Stephen Black calls it um sexual chaos or whatever. And it it it's 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 diabolical because yeah. they are refusing to let people get help. Yeah, exactly. Amen. Amen. And you've interviewed other experts on this topic as well, because I've seen that on your your station. What what do they believe should be done? to reverse this demonic trend that we see happening right now with all the transgenderism and letting kids make the decision what they wanted to be and do surgeries and all that other stuff. What, what do you, these experts that you interview, what's the more or less consensus on how we can combat this? Well, I think that part of the problem is that we need to expose it for what it is. And when you have 50% of the church who, who is pro gay or pro whatever, um, that's the thing. People don't want to look at the reality. Um, I don't know. If, did you watch the interview with John Euler? I did. Yep. Okay. Yep. So that was one of the hardest interviews, honestly, I've ever had to do. Um, and if your audience doesn't know who he is, he's a man who is a therapist. He works with sexual predators. This is, this is his primary group he works with. And he knows what these people do. Um, by how they groom and everything. And he's really an expert on on abuse and trauma, right? Our problem is we got the culture telling you this is normal, but he's over here going, no, 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 look over here, look over here what, what's going on. And that's what I've been doing since I've been doing my show, you know? And, and I will tell you, this is the number one topic people want me to talk about. But honestly, wow. the vitriol and the hate that I get from people is just astounding because if you tell people no, I told a therapist friend of mine, I, I, I told her, she goes, well, I'm okay with the gay stuff. I said, are you okay with the pedophile stuff? No. I said, why not? You know, I said, you've been marketing the gay stuff. You're going to be marketed the pedophile stuff. Oh, I'll never go that way. Really? Let's watch. And, and the transgender stuff it, to my surprise, actually, they overplayed their card. They have complete the that the the diabolical evil side, they've literally overplayed their card because normal people now they can see these drag queen freaks 
you know, out there, like libs of TikTok on Twitter yesterday posted one of these guys all in makeup and stuff uh, dancing to some song. And these kids whose evil parents brought them to this stuff were giving these creeps money. Right. And so I think, you know, it, yeah. it, and John, what John would say is that's grooming. So what happens is that they they get um, they <laughs> just gets me so mad. You know, they they they're these guys are deviant. Most of them are sex predators or highly addicted to pornography. Yeah. And and people don't even know. I mean, I learned something. If you listen to the show, then you learned about hypnotic porn. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Did you know about that? No. Okay. No. I didn't either. And I know quite a bit about this subject, but hypnotic porn, just briefly, it's basically this creepy porn where they brainwash people in it. And like what John told me was, and there's been, no, actually it wasn't John. It was Stephen Hassan, who is a cult expert. And, and the guy's not even a Christian. Stephen Hassan's not a Christian, but Stephen Hassan was, He's a psychologist, but he was the first one I heard about hypnotic porn about because he studied cults and mind control. And the hypnotic porn is actually a form of that brainwashing. And so he he actually said that there's research that shows people who watch this stuff, they will actually go, they'll watch it. And of course, if you um, pleasure yourself to it, of course, you got all that biological chemical stuff going on that keeps you bonded. Um, but some people have been so convinced by it that they actually believe they're the opposite gender as a result. And then they go, they get the surgery, which isn't going to help you any. Um, and then they get mad because they realize how screwed up they are after the surgery. And then they, quote, detransition back. Um, but nobody talks about it. Right. Because nobody will talk about the pornography issue, which Dr. James Dobson many years ago, long time ago, you know, tried to expose. And I can tell you as, a woman who pornography was used with me when I was, when, when I was a kid, mm. I can tell you that stuff stays in your head. And some of the criteria and the, the stuff that kids are being shown today was stuff that I was shown in playboy by my perpetrator. Mm. And I'm like, this, this is actually like mainstream and parents don't yeah. know about it or those who yeah. do, they don't give a crap because they're too busy and overwhelmed trying to deal with other stuff. So the yeah. solution is to get your head out of the sand. Number one, um, to believe it's really happening and to understand what the bad negative effects are. And that's what nobody ever talks about. Right. Exactly. And, and as you've been exposing this stuff, like, excuse the pun, uh, you were recently banned by YouTube because of oh, some yeah. of the content, right? I've actually have 12 strikes against my channel. Really? My channel is still up, right? But I should get an award. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I recently had, I don't, I'm pretty sure somebody was targeting my channel because they went back and they started striking certain shows after a year. And so apparently what happens with YouTube is, you know, they'll give you a strike and then they'll say 90 days and then they'll drop the strike. Okay. I was like, okay, I'll play nice and I won't talk about this. Anyway, um, but then in a two-week period, I had like three and I had dropped, I had three drop off and then I got two more and now I got three actually. Um, so over the last couple of years I've had, and you know what, it's so, it just irritates me. It irritates and it really does because 
it's it's like how do you get the word out if you know if big tech is silencing you and that you have to understand that google is a huge purveyor oh, of yeah. this stuff yeah. <clears throat> yeah. amen uh, and the person that you were interviewing john for because last night he even said that the <laughs> images he uses he googles so it's free you know it, it's available to a 10 year old googling the same words I will tell you before I interviewed him, because Linda Harvey from Mission America, who's covered this issue for a long time, she's the one that referred him to me. He sent me stuff before I interviewed him. I almost didn't interview him because I, I was so disgusted and traumatized by the stuff he sent me. I, I said, I can't, I can't even look at this. It's awful. I mean, I don't watch TV. And so I try to, I try to keep the the mind clean because it's taken me a long time. I'm in the process of memorizing Psalm 119, been working on that for two years. Amen. So it's, it's like when I see this stuff, it's, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's hard, but, but yeah. And that, and you think about the, the kids and they got this stuff in the palm of their hand. Mm -hmm. Yep. Exactly. Yep. You know, yeah, I, I I've seen a, a meme or something on Twitter or Facebook or something. And remember, uh, the old, I had two daughters, so I know what they're talking about, but the telephone with all the pink dials and, you know, the, you dial it and it'd ring, 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 ring type thing. Just a little play telephone. I said, my phone when I was six years old, you know, my granddaughter's phone, she's just got an iPhone and all that. Six years old. I mean, these kids have access to all that stuff. Yeah. That's terrible. But I know there's a lot of other Christians that, that discuss controversial topics on YouTube and they worry about being banned as well. But did YouTube give you the chance to appeal it or they just, uh, you know, <laughs> the YouTube's appeal process is a joke. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, I would tell you my friend, I have a girlfriend who does a show and, and she talks about biblical healing and other things. And she was banned. And then they, she, they, her channel got taken down mm. and then she actually posted not too long ago it made me laugh and cry at the same time because she said oh youtube victory they gave her thing back because she appealed and they actually gave it back uh then she went and she posted something and then they struck her channel that day and took it down and i was like okay you know it's it is how it is my my twitter account i had a stacy harp twitter account with 20,000 followers on there, somebody hacked my account. They took the whole thing down. I appealed it to Twitter. They never did anything. Um, my Bible News Radio account currently has like 10,000 followers on Twitter. Um, August 19th, a guy from the Daily Memphian, um, he, that's his Twitter account, he 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 had to report me because it was this tweet I, re I responded to. He had tweeted something about getting vaccinated with against monkey po monkeypox and stuff. And I tweeted him back and I said, "So, were the most of the people that you got vaccinated here in Tennessee were most of them gay men because that's what monkeypox is primarily a gay man's disease, according to the Center of Disease Control." Exactly. Yeah. And Twitter suspended my account my bible news radio account and i i am not i'm the type of person i am not going to remove it to say that i made a mistake there's no way no the center for disease control twitter banned me for and so i have a little heart tug account with 90 people on it <laughs> yeah oh, linkedin yeah. i haven't been tagged on linkedin yet 
Uh, I've been warned on Instagram though too. I've had I've been flagged on Instagram and I and Facebook. I I try to be nice on Facebook because I know they're evil too. But it's like, <sighs> Amen. Well, full transparency. I was put on probation for some of my content condemning uh, some of the things that we talked about. It was about a month ago or so. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I, sometimes I wonder if you know they just put a bot on it and go searching in the back because well, this is stuff I preach like. I think it was like yeah. a year ago. You yep. know? And it's been it's on there the whole time. It's know? their algorithm. Yeah. yeah. And it's nobody who's actually looking at the appeal because when, depending on what you name a show, if you name something inflammatory or whatever, I, uh, some of my strikes were simply because I quoted an article title. Hey, folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for part two of a great three-part interview with the host of Bible News Radio Show, Stacy Lynn Harp. Amen. This is such a great interview as Stacy is an expert herself and interviews other experts on the immorality, sexual exploitation, and perversion by the homosexual lobby and their efforts at destroying civilized society and promoting the destruction of the family, basically, and their efforts in promoting all this transgenderism stuff and all that demonic stuff, right? Now, I urge you to drop down in the show notes, listen to her programming, because it is really, really important that we all assist her to get the word out about how the immoral liberal base is trying to destroy our kids' future and the future of this nation as we know it through this perversion. Just drop down the show notes, click the links right there, and don't forget to come back for the conclusion of this great interview in part three in the very next episode. Till then, this is Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this. Your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.